Cool. So we have no topic suggestions. So I wanted to hear, you mentioned last night that like you have takes about working in the government. And I kind of oh, wanted yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I like my thoughts are not fully collected. So I have, I have latent takes. Um, yeah. So I, uh, basically also I, I need to get out of podcast mode and get into conversation because then I, I'm actually like more normal and like less weird. Um, but okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I worked at the um, department of the interior and FDIC. Um, I, that, that's why you're a statistics major. Okay. Um, cool. Well, what uh, remark is that? No, that that that's a that's a like a positive remark. Oh, that's like okay, a okay. Oh, no. <laughs> she can't do math. That's why she's a statistics major. No, wait, I'm the one that can't do math because I was the one checking in on my calculator. That wouldn't even make sense. Like, here's like a really dumb thing. Like the so the offices are like just like look bad and like dark, for example. And like this is um <laughs> compared to like I've been into like I guess two like techy, like tech looking EA offices. And they're like bright. There's like, I don't know if they're fake plants or real plants, but there's like plants around. Everything's white. That's like the dominant aesthetic. And like, um, in the government, like, or I don't want to, it's not like a lot of buildings owned by the federal government. So I'm talking about like literally one. Okay. The one sample size N equals one. Um, but it was like, uh, yeah, it, it just like very much like stereotypical kind of, like old, like official, like not not ugly, just like like not the kind of like um not not the kind of aesthetic you would imagine if you're like coming in to like shake things up or, or something like that, and 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 like and, and, and like kind kind of like like it's like kind of like obvious or whatever. Um, but it's like I feel like a lot of that like kind of what I like um like the to be expected stereotypes like actually holds up really well. Yeah. Uh, in like a way that it was like kind of even more like I would. Maybe even expected more variants or, or something or like, um, and then yeah. Uh, I can't help but wonder if because it's like the Department of the Interior is not a sexy organization. Um, <laughs> hey, seen like the Department of Education building? No, uh, I don't know. Not like intentionally. It's over kind of by L'Enfant Plaza, but. Um, it is so ugly. It's like brutalist <laughs> architecture. It's it's probably terrible inside, very dingy and dark. But like, I have to imagine that other government buildings that get more higher budget are probably much nicer and newer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, like, I, I don't even want to say it was bad. Like, I'm not even saying it was like. Um... Like it wasn't, it wasn't like bad. It wasn't like didn't look cheap or whatever. Like it was a like a nice old building, which is like kind of like the like. I, okay, this is like not a particularly important like point. It's like one like one like side example. I guess like more su more substantively, I think they're like actually and like this is something I have more experience with. I guess like m more than more than like n equals at least two, but like potentially n equals like many depending on how you count things. Or like there is just like um, uh, at least in my experience, like more of a like kind of like an aggressive conservatism or, or something, which is like kind of what you probably want as like an American taxpayer who like doesn't want the deep state to like come in and like ruffle feathers. But like, um, yeah, go ahead. I feel like that aggressive conservatism can make the deep state even more awful to work with, though. 
How so? Like, there's so... It's it's the red tape thing, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's Everything definitely that. incredibly inefficient. Like, working uh, with government websites, yikes. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, they, they build everything from the, well, not, okay, I, I'm talking from extremely limited per, but personal experience, but, like, my experience is just, like, the one thing I saw there was, like, building a survey from the ground up, um, like, instead of, like, using Google Forms or whatever, and, like, yeah, so spending, like, hundreds of hours instead of, like, zero. Um, uh, yeah, so, so there's that. There's also, um, uh, yeah, that's, like, on the procedural side, but, like, um, even beyond that, like, uh, there's also just, like, an ethos of, like, try to do exactly what the last like exactly like as we were doing yesterday and like it like regresses back forever or whatever and instead of like thinking like actually like what is the best decision or something like that That and like what yeah once yeah um also like yeah i should just say for the 25th time like i i have like exactly like one year of experience so like i should probably not federal government's a big place Um, no that that like confirms my priors on this a bit um did you at all listen to the Ezra Klein podcast about contracting in the government no. agencies? Okay, so it's it's pretty bad because uh, in order to you know bid for a contract successfully, there's a lot of these like suggested criteria that you meet. Uh, so, and it's not just for like say you're building a you want a government website and you're going to contract that out to some private entity. Like in the bid, they will put together their proposal and like say why they're the best for doing the website well and, you know, in a cost-effective manner. But there's also all these other things like DEI requirements or, or suggestions or like, uh, parental leave and things that are just totally ancillary to the actual effectiveness of the organization at being able to do the job of building the government website. And so, and oftentimes these things are like given a lot of weight in the overall scoring as to who's going to win the bid. And it's just like, it ends up being like this long protracted process and you end up not getting the best person for the the job sometimes. Yeah, that that like that definitely also fits with my priors. Uh, yeah, I, I can totally imagine that. It's probably like a bunch of I'm like speculating, but I'm like I would guess it's like a bunch of cobbled together laws. Like there was like somebody's hobby horse in like 1983 or whatever and somebody else's hobby horse in like 1989 and it's like added up so, mm-hmm. like so there's like a million um yeah, things like that. Um yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Like on the other side, do you have any, do you have any positive positive government takes? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, I'm not. Sure. <laughs> no, no, I, I put you on the spot there. Um, you know, I've actually never had really a bad experience at the DMV. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Did, did you get your driver's license on the on the first try? Uh, no. No, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't parallel park. I, I, in my defense, it was like I was in this neighborhood where the curbs are not very s- steep. 
and so they're kind of like soft like slopes so it's very easy to roll up onto the curb and you know kill a pedestrian while you're parallel parking um so i i failed the first driver's test okay same the thing yeah that was scary because failing the first one is fine but like ex ante you don't know whether you're gonna fail the second one if you fail the second one got it you're like bringing your parents like to the dmv with you or that's i was 16 or whatever um and so like i was like very scared about filming the second one but anyway uh yeah um okay yeah got positive government no no no, that's and i think um to, to relate that to uh to bring that back to the core subject matter um uh no um yeah aggressive conservatism like goes along with actually people that are like very good at once again yeah n equals zero basically um like very good at like they're what they're actually trying to do there's like a stereotype yeah maybe this is like a stereotype i don't actually know how live of a stereotype this is but i feel like i've vaguely seen stereotypes about like incompetent bureaucrats and like that's definitely not like the situation in my experience it's like people very competently doing a lot of bullshit um and like and uh, like along with like in the process of doing some important things also but like yeah yeah (laughs) it's i don't know about very confidently it's very hard to fire people in the government um yeah it it probably depends on i mean yeah i could definitely see this varying a lot by position so like i um like there's some things where like I mean, it's kind—it's of, kind of the same with like I guess tenured professors or something. Like, like they could just not do anything. But like, if you're selecting for the people who like are like obsessed with like I don't know, like sociology or like math or something, and who like get tenure, like they're just not the type of person who's gonna like do nothing at that point. And so like, yeah. for like if you're working with like more senior people, like professionals, then they're just like, yeah, probably like pretty selected for. But like maybe there's other parts. That um, makes sense. I have to say like. Obviously, I went to public schools, but um, other than that, I haven't had that much experience with the government, which is kind of a plus, I suppose. Like, that could be yeah. kind of like, government is operating correctly when it's not that much in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's also, like, the count, like, pretty, I mean, I know it's local in Maryland, but it seems local in Montana also. So, like, there's a lot of different governments. Like, the yeah. government is, like... 17 right. things no no no. but but yeah 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 and that's a point that sounds of privilege right. too right like I yeah had to deal with you know trying to navigate yeah. the welfare process but um, yeah for sure i i think one of the coolest things about uh being in montana at least you know in the past few years is that like i was in like a pretty middle of the road lean right uh town and they really have been on top of the whole housing crisis situation so all of the people in the planning department are like i feel like they're kind of yimbies uh they're (laughs) very tuned in to like um you know yimby planning we need to get them into san francisco unfortunately they're stuck in montana i'm sure they're doing a great job in montana but they are they are and and so it's like thumbs up to a 432 unit apartment complex or something like that on you know big empty lot in the middle of nowhere and um and same thing with the the 
planning board and the city commission. So they just keep greenlighting all of these projects. And I'm like, I was so not expecting this. And they're just, no, you know, they, they sometimes even talk back to the NIMBY people who show up. <laughs> How do you know this? Did you go to meetings? Yeah, I would go to meetings. Oh, of course. Okay. Okay. I'm not, unfortunately, I, that, that's, that's like a, a couple steps above my civic engagement. So. <laughs> no, it's. It was kind of funny, right? Because this one lady like stands up. She's like, "I bought my house here 32 years ago, and it was a, it was affordable. So I don't know what you guys are complaining <laughs> about." And and like the person on the planning board is like, "Well, it was affordable 32 years Ooh, ago, but not anymore." Nice. And it's nice. just, yeah, it's um, I think that that like some of the local government people are really getting it. Nice, nice, cool. Thank you for representing the Montana um, planning planning boards. Uh, yeah, I have not, I have no other connections as far as I know to the Montana planning committees. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so, any what else? And is there anything else uh, on? Any, do you have any? What's any hot takes you've been thinking about? There's like your hobby horses recently. Hobby horses. Uh... Or that's that's like my turn. I like use that like self in like a self deprecating way, but it can be like anything. I'm not sure. I mean, what's the Dave? What? Um, what's the Davis Bacon wage? Yes. So in 1931, there was this congressional act that said that every project. Well, it's kind of an oversimplification, but publicly funded projects that get federal money uh, have to pay contractors and subcontractors local prevailing wages. And it's basically like price fixing for minimum wages for different professions within four categories of construction. Um, so residential building, highway, and uh, heavy industry kind of stuff. And it's like in DC, um, the distinction between residential and building is extremely arbitrary so um and it penalizes building higher so any affordable housing complex that has four or fewer floors counts as residential and the wages that you have to pay on that are much lower than the ones that you have to pay for five and above floors because those fall into the building category and not residential for some reason i have no idea okay and so why, why, why do you know all this because okay because i was at <laughs> I was at a Yimby's of DC event, like, the okay. other night. Okay, I, I see, I see. And he just kind of, like, like this one developer, affordable housing developer, just kind of threw out there, like, oh, yeah, we're just assuming that we're, like, in this model, uh, we're building four or fewer floors. Because if we're building five, then, like, the oh, we have to just pay just a completely different uh, wage amount. I'm like, what is this? Like so arbitrary cutoff. I like five over ones. Like, I yeah. don't know. And so I went and just um, Googled the the regulations and downloaded the, uh, the actual, you know, policy and then just like make it spreadsheet. And it's like, yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. 
like, do, do you know, like, every, like, <laughs> did you do, like, an extended amount of research on all this stuff? How did you, how did you come to know everything there is to know about building codes in, oh, in no, BC and Montana? I, I, I okay. Only, only more than every other person in the country. But well, not, not literally. You know, it's, it's like an 80-20 thing, right? You spend an hour just looking at the, the wage structure of, like, D.C., you know, building yeah 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 just like like common people yeah end up like knowing a lot about the thing yeah but i still fair fair enough i i i I haven't done that but yes i would that would happen if i did that i assume it's really interesting and you like i don't know if like there's some economics literature on whether or not that actually increases the construction costs. And like some studies say that it does, but they're for like school construction, not residential. Um, Sometimes like after Hurricane Katrina, George W. Bush suspended the Davis-Bacon wages um, for rebuilding in that area and then like brought them back like two months later. So it was an interesting kind of natural experiment because he was just getting a bunch of pushback from people in Congress. Like, you know, you're, huh. you're encouraging yeah. a race to the bottom and not paying people fairly or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna like default to adopting all your views until I know more than, than anybody. Or Yeah, so so um, that, that's, yeah, cool. <laughs> Sorry, I I literally no opinions on this. I, I I do, but but they're like all like seven layers down, <laughs> like seven layers like more abstracted and like less specific. That, um, <laughs> I don't have yeah. like fully formed views on this. I just think it's very very interesting, and I had no idea like five days ago that going from building like four floors to five floors just completely changes the rate structure. And I'm like, wow, interesting, cool. Sure. Fascinating. Okay, how did you get into EA? How did I get into EA? Uh, uh, I suppose I'm. Hmm. I guess I started listening to a lot of like skeptic slash rational podcast, rationalist podcasts. Um, uh, late middle school, early high school. And um, about halfway through high school, I found Rationally Speaking, and I got really into philosophy at that point, Um, and I, you know, kind of was like, oh yeah, the Peter Singer Shallow Pond argument, I hate it, but it makes sense, and so I kind of started, like, planning my future life around how can I make enough money so that I can um, give more than 10% of my income to effective charities. And I guess that's like, that's like EA light, right? Um, Because it seems pretty legit to me. Yeah, it's, I guess this is true. But I I remember like, I, I was working out one time and I was just like really bored running on the treadmill. So I was like, constructing like 
a little budget in my head of like, <laughs> how, how much do I need to make in order to pay rent in San Francisco, in order to buy food, uh, you know, utilities, etc., and then just donate all the rest of it to Against Malaria. I, I okay, I respect like <laughs> hardcore. I respect that. That's awesome. Do you remember what the what the figure was, or like the cutoff at which you could start donating everything else uh, <laughs> for, I, for my own personal interest? I I think I ended up needing like around forty thousand dollars. Oh, that's like really low. Like I mean, I mean, like me, like I'm just like more. I'm just like too self. Like I, but you could like make that work somehow. But like I think I'm just like too selfish for that. Um, but uh, yeah, San Francisco is expensive. I think like I could maybe even make that work in Montana somewhere. Not that Montana is like a single and place. We're but. talking me living in like a crappy apartment in San Francisco. So maybe yeah. more like 45000 if I were <laughs> to, you know, be. Yeah. Okay. Know, well, nice. Uh, vermin infested areas. But like, I was like, um, I think with inflation, it's definitely gone up a bit since then. But cool. yeah. Cool. And, and oh yeah, cool, 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 nice. That was um, kind of like, it's, I was like always EA adjacent then through the rest of high school, but then I didn't get into EA like proper, like I had never heard about like existential risk long-termism stuff until I was like senior year of college. Um, and Oh yeah, that's not that like, I mean the whole, when did the precipice come out? Like not long before that so it's like not like you're like that delayed in terms of like everybody else i mean not like the cut like like toby Ord was thinking about it 10 years ago or whatever but like most eas like it wasn't that salient like that long ago yeah um yeah it is interesting to look back how it was always around though um yeah, like, yeah actually i don't okay was Summer Olives of a bit of a long-termist organization. Wait, he, look, sorry, who is that? I, I, I missed Oh, 80,000 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I was looking at the, um, like, sorting the for, the EA forum posts by old one time. And, I, like, there's, like, I felt like I was, like, in a, like, in a, like, in a museum or something where, like, I could just, like, touch all the artifacts because, like, there are all these, like, Will McCaskill posts with, like, zero upvotes. So, like, didn't know if I was, like, supposed to, like, leave it and, like, not disturb, like, the nature of, like, the posts or whatever, like, by upvoting them or something. But, yeah, like, there were, um, and I, I think this was, like, in just about exactly 10 years ago. Maybe, like, 11. Um, but, like, one of them was, like, in, like, 2013 or something, was, like, Peter Singer and, like, talking about, like, oh, like, like, something, 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 like, animals in the long-term feature. I might be making that up, but it, it was some combination of like Peter Singer and McCaskill talking about like applying like the like the most like like Singer's like basic arguments to like long-term feature or something mm -hmm. um yeah I guess it just like took a while to manifest anyway yeah and I recently saw something at least some quote on Twitter about like Peter Singer pushing back a little bit against the long-termism thing like at least in terms of he's just saying hey guys let's let's make sure we don't lose sight of current harms yeah that like fits with my like image of him but like i know he's um yeah i mean i would want to like look into like more specifically mm -hmm. me too like yeah, yeah what he said because i do think he's like 
unless he's like changed his mind. I think he's like some of that is to like the core arguments or of like long termism or whatever. But like I could totally that that's like this leaves a lot more to be defined once you like say that. That's like doesn't define your like views that that specifically. Yeah, I think this is true um, because I my biggest worry with EA is that like in thirty years we'll just look back at long termism and like time of perils and be like we just wasted a bunch of money that could have been spent on um, <laughs> saving the lives of humans and animals. Sorry, I, I no that I shouldn't have been like that was like a bad laugh. That was like a that was like a nervous laugh because um. Because I, I I think there's a chance that's right. I, I, yeah, I think I would have like mostly been at least, at least like instinctively or like intuitively like so, but like in agreement with that a couple of years ago. Like now I'm like pretty sure like the like world in 30 years is like not going to be recognizable. And like actually the AI like weirdos like basically had it right. Um, and like, I don't know if that means we're going to, like maybe maybe things will be fine. Maybe they won't. But like, it's no longer. Um, I think it's very unlikely now that in yeah, especially in thirty and like maybe in like, so like probably in ten. Like, um, at least the AI segment of like insofar as like AI and long termism like interact, like resources like dedicated, or like the decision to like spend like a large amount of resources like in that area will be like seen as like naive or something or like just like a bad ex-ante decision. Um, and like, yeah, like, like a, maybe there's like a 10% chance that like the world will basically look the same or something, but like, <laughs> I don't know. This is somewhat of a, it raises the question, what do you mean by unrecognizable, right? Because I, I think of like past waves of technological progress or it's like, yes, uh, go from America in 19, uh, you know, antebellum period, 1950 or 1850s, um, versus America in, you know, 1890 or 1920. And there was a huge amount of change to, like, where people lived, you know, we... I think somewhere around that time, half of the population was living in cities. I want to fact check that, but um, at least by the early 1900s. And um, you had basically the Industrial Revolution take off. People were just not farming as much. But I wouldn't say that the world was unrecognizable in terms of, um, you know, human humans basically are just doing normal human things yes they're working different jobs but they still have families and stuff like that like it wasn't unrecognizable it's same thing with the internet right it's like if you went back to like 1970 and tried to predict what you know 2020 would look like and you had some like knowledge about the world wide web would you say that the it would be unrecognizable today. And I would say largely no, right? It's like, yes, we are much better off, I think, than we were in 1970, but the world is pretty much the same in the US, you know, in terms of probably people's like happiness, except for, you know, we've made a lot of social progress, but if you were in the upper middle class, say, 
1970 versus now, like, it's it's kind of similar. And so, what do you mean by unrecognizable? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I agree with literally everything you just said, um, except, like, I just think AI is different. Uh, so, yeah, like, and, like, this has been, I feel like this has been, like as lit like litigated on like a million different like blog posts and podcasts or something so like we're probably not gonna like solve the like the like the differing of intuitions or maybe we will you never know um uh here but um oh yeah i totally agree uh with like every, yeah except that except that then i also think ai is like not ai is like several orders at least two probably more or probably hmm, how many orders of the magnitude bigger of a like a discontinuity is it in the internet or than like the shit, like population moving to the cities, like definitely one, like probably two, probably not four, probably like probably like two to three. I don't know, five hundred or like three hundred. <laughs> Just pulling that out of nowhere. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but like, um, yeah, like a lot more uh, significant. Um, I don't know. I think our prior should just be strongly against that. Just because humans are very status quo biased. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I also agree with that. <laughs> I guess this is. Yeah. I can't predict the future. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you can. Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, I think the best argument against my case at least just based upon observable evidence, is the last 15 years, how we interact with other people has changed a lot. Um, at least how I interact with other people. And I, I really do buy into this whole mental health crisis being caused by social media kind of theory. Um, and, you know, what what is that displacing, right? Because they're not hanging out with their friends as much in person and they're not getting as much sleep. And, you know, I think Instagram is terrible uh, for at least my mental health it was because it's like, oh, yeah, a bunch of hot looking girls that I know I don't they're having a good time I'm not having a good time you know it's like that social comparison kind of stuff like really dramatically has an effect on mental health and I think that has been a very substantial change to how people live in society and so you know I can see something like that occurring again in the next 30 years but yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I. I yeah. I like. I. I very. Very much relate to that. And like. I. I think I still have an Instagram technically, or not even technically. I definitely do. I haven't used it in, um in a while. But like. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, as a medium, it's like definitely just conducive to like. Um. I guess just. Uh. Yeah. Uh, like the, the the usual like markers of like of like social like life and like status is like very conducive to like FOMO and stuff like that. Um, and it's like also it, definitely interesting to like think like um, about, yeah, uh, whether like what the net effect on like, I guess like human hedonic well-being is. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think it's like, I don't know, I think it's like really pretty ambiguous. I guess it being like the whole like net, like the whole like cluster of like uh, computer-y things that's come along in the last like half century. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I like 
this isn't to dismiss it at all, but like I do think that the mental health effects are like real and also concentrated in the relatively small group that is like female liberal teenagers. And like that's not, I mean, not small, relatively, not small in an absolute sense, but like in a, you know, it's like a lot, it's like several like dividing blocks or whatever to like get there. And like, yes, it absolutely like sounds like it really sucks for that, like, that particular group. And like, this is a big deal, but why liberal? No, I, I don't know. I think there's like a, so I feel like I'm just stealing Matt Iglesias' take on this. Um, But like, I, I just think it's like in the data. I don't know why exactly, but like, it just like pops out of at least like self-identified like liberalism. If you, if you just like take surveys like at their word or whatever. Um, Yeah, I, I don't really know. That's fascinating. I, I want to have thought that. Um, huh. Yeah, Maybe I feel like I wouldn't that either. That true, but. Yeah, I just don't know that many young women who are not liberal. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's like a, just like a selection effect of weight. Like, who are the people that aren't? Like, may, maybe they're like, I'm just like speculating. It could be like disproportionately like like um religious, which is like yes. I think like predicts like happiness and stuff. I think um, that's true. But like, I don't know what the actual answer is. Like, and yeah. probably also involvement in community, right? Like, if you're a conservative religious young teenage girl like you're probably going to youth group and that's you're not spending as much time on social media i i would take we'll take your word for it i i i assume youth group is like the name for a christian like meetup yes, thing sorry okay sorry okay well what's your experience in, in youth group or if you oh. want to talk you don't have to talk shit my mom uh well, my experience in youth group was like through sixth grade because then I just stopped going to church. Oh, same. I mean, same, but except like with Judaism, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, it was my mom ran the youth group at our church. Nice. And so it was me just getting together a bunch of my friends from school and, you know, on Wednesday night coming together and having dinner and then just playing a bunch of games and High school awesome. was really fun because we had like this three-story tall church, which also had like a really creepy basement that like oh nice yeah, definitely it was, haunted. It was a, yeah, def- I, I we thought it was haunted. Um, you, you get it? I mean, you thought because it is obviously um. <laughs> yeah, and um, and so we just like were messing around. I I finally told my mom this like a year ago, but we uh stole like the fire extinguisher and just like started spraying it all around oh shit (laughs) (laughs) which who knew that that stuff is not fun to breathe in but it isn't oh i don't actually know yeah um i I honestly didn't know until you just said that i have no idea but cool (laughs) so So, okay i think youth group is a good time for you know young teenagers like you're in a space where you're getting like a little bit of a moral lecture um but then you're just like you know kind of like it's there's guardians around but you're also free to do some fun things freedom freedom is slavery or slavery is freedom sorry 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 i'm being i'm being deliberately provocative uh, uh, but like no that does that does sound good (laughs) basically yeah but then like then you like what was your decision to like stop being christian or stop participating i don't know how would you characterize your religious phase transition 
part of it was, like, I remember screaming and crying, like, several Sundays when I was very small because I didn't want to go to church because it was super boring. And <laughs> I, I can't help I think we're the, like, I, I have the exact same experience. Like, I literally, I fucking detested Go. I don't know why, but like going to synagogue. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Keep going. No, I mean, I, I can't help but wonder if like it was. I found it so boring because I was an atheist, or if I became an atheist just because I found it so boring, and I hated going <laughs> to the thing. Um, but I so I always hated doing that. I would talk back a little bit in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, so I say. <laughs> it would be like, there's some commandment that's like, love the Lord your God like more than anything else, basically. And I think I, they say that like a, like a billion times. Yeah. In, in, like, all, like, in all the testaments. Are you kidding me? I'm supposed yeah. to love God more than my parents? Like, no. That's not happening. Uh, yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, it didn't help that it was a bit of a conservative church, so they would sometimes, like, talk about Obama, and I'm like, <laughs> you're trashing, uh, like, Obamacare? No, absolutely not. So, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think there was, like, several factors, and then, like, in sixth grade, I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't believe in God. If, if God exists, then why are children dying from malaria? Yeah, that's it. No, the, the problem of evil is like a real thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, a bunch of people have noticed this, and like, there's some cope to like get around it. But no, I think it's like a good, it's like a good objection <laughs> to, to the whole God. Like, you know, I can buy that there's this God that created the universe and is kind of hands off or something. Um, but I cannot believe in a God who answers prayers because I have to imagine that the parents and the children. Uh, who are in like poor countries and who are not well off are praying to God. Yeah. And hoping no, God no. answers their prayers. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think it's like a, like it's like a legitimately like serious and good. And like, I sh I'm not, I shouldn't probably haven't engaged enough with like the actual like theological takes on this to like adjudicate or whatever. But like my impression is that like, yeah, this is actually like a pretty solid <laughs> objection or like a reason why you, so like, yeah, doubt, doubt the existence yeah. of God. Although now I've become, <laughs> I've become sort of from from a different angle, become like quasi theological. I, I guess I'm, I, I, I feel um yeah the the, uh, the uh, weird simulation stuff. But like we 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 can talk about that if you want to. But but I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, but that's kind of like the deist type of God. I I I don't even know what's deism again. <laughs> like, creates the universe, but is like oh. hands off. Yeah, yeah, it's that that seems like consistent. Yeah, I like yeah. I during COVID, I got super into theology. I guess. Oh, nice. Yeah, so especially like Jewish theology. Um, oh wait, you you definitely know know more about Judaism than I do. Okay, I don't uh, know about <laughs> this. Um, but like, there is always that free will defense, right? Of theodicy and like human responsibility we are we are creatures that like by our nature are supposed to have like responsibility to um 
act towards each other well and we have freedom to do so or not to do so and that's what it means to be made in god's image but i'm sure i'm messing that up a bit but like it's like either we have free will or or god like uh answers our prayers and i think you can only believe in the free will version of it in which case like god looks kind of shitty like in the brothers karamazov it's like why would god create a universe in which like there's even a single child who is being abused by their parents uh you know this free will defense is just evil and and i'm like yeah i kind of agree with that you can't have both things. You can't have, he answers your prayers and it's all good. But then also we have free will to torture each other. Yeah. 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 No, I, I once again, I very boringly think this is all correct. Correct take. Um, uh, although like this is also, I think, placing, I guess, like God as a concept in like this, like squarely in like the like Christ, christian post year like i don't know 50 or something like like not not like not while jesus was still around but like um but like one particular line of of um like i guess the abrahamic re religions and like in the last 2000 years or so and like um like there's a lot of other like the notion of, of like a like a benevolent like uh like single god i think is like pretty like peculiar the people on the podcast won't be able to see me doing air quotes um to uh to like this particular like time in history um yeah that is true um i don't really know why this occurred yeah um <laughs> to, to, to just yeah i don't know me i don't think anybody does but um i actually did read most of a, or listen to, I never read, but like listened to most of a book by Robert Wright called The Evolution of God. Uh, and I think pro probably, like, I don't actually, I don't want to like claim it. My takeaway for better, like whether it's true or not, um, or like whether it's a like, good representation or not, is basically that uh, like the, um, uh, what's the word for one God again? Isn't there like a single term for that? Anyway, um, like the, uh, um, yeah, like the, the the core like Christ, like abrahamic like theology of like single god like um uh like like whose like law applies to like all people um or at least in it's sort of all people depending on, on exactly what you mean um uh, it's just like conducive to like civilizational flourishing and so it's like kind of just like a mimetic argument like um like in combination with like civil like i guess cultural evolution uh probably not biological evolution um yeah and actually i actually kind of buy that um relating to the 80,000 hours podcast, the best podcast on earth after this one, um, uh, that um, uh, like, like Christianity is like pretty, like probably actually like a good force overall, like compared to like the base rate or like the the base of like what was going on before that um, in terms of like its actual effects. Yeah. It's like, Nisha might call it slave morality, but that's good. Yeah, seems fine with me. Yeah. Um, I can't, I, I don't know. I think there's something of a little bit of a Western bias in that. Like, is Hinduism really all that bad? Um, yeah, 
I honestly, I don't nothing of all the things like I could not like know less about. There's like, wait, I don't know what I'm scratch that, but I don't know anything about Hinduism. So maybe, um, but uh, yeah, although I do think um, it does, it seems like from first principles that um, if you have a religion where like every, like all human beings are like equal in some, at least, well, yeah, there's like some people think it's like Calvinism or whatever that's like says, or some strain that like says, you know, some people are saved and some people are like not saved or whatever. But um, at least the people, the group of people who this applies to, like the like divine law applies to, and like is like just universal rather than like a particular like ethnic group, is like on first principles, like that does seem conducive to like not enslaving other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that is a rather radical idea of the Abrahamic religions of, yeah, being created in the image of God. Um, and I think that probably has had some huge influence on the evolution of liberalism. Well, I'm actually interested in hearing from you, like, uh, how did you get into all of the different things that you did? So you did, like, math-ish and oh. con, also philosophy. You have read things <laughs> about, like, Robert Wright and evolution <laughs> of... God, um, like, uh, what's your backstory in terms of like, how did you get into all of the, the things? Oh, okay. So, well, look, the three things that are math, econ, and philosophy. I just read the eighty eighty thousand hours of advice for undergraduates. It was like one. There's like two pages in their ebook that's like their their career advice ebook that like I found late in late high school, and it basically said like, yeah, do the most like rigorous quantitative majors you can, like maybe a communication-based minor. And they gave some suggestions. And, and like, okay, then I just picked out math, econ, and philosophy because those seemed interesting. And like, that is the top-down story of of those that, those particular degrees. And then um, this was like doable because I had some AP credits. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, yeah, just my background, like <laughs> my intellectual background, uh, put it in pretentious terms. Uh, I was like, I think I just like went vegetarian from for the first print, not even first principles, but like the normal reasons, like why people do, like, I don't know, just like not hurting animals and like at 12 and then vegan at 14 for the same reasons. And then, um, uh, like ran into EA in like, I don't, I don't remember exactly like 15 or 16 or something. And like, it was like pretty convinced. I was like, yeah, it was like already pretty like disposed. I'm like, I fit all the characteristics of like the stereotypical EA yeah. more or less. Um, and so like, both like ide- like not just demographically, but like also like ideologically, I guess. And so like it's like pretty like disposed to like huh. uh, find it like important and interesting. And so, um, uh, yeah, I like don't even, I don't even know. I just like uh, I, well, like the math, I'm not interested in it at all. Like that's just signaling. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> econ econ is like more interesting. I don't I don't know. I don't even remember like exact like I. It's, like of all the things, I don't know. It seems like kind of cool. Um, philosophy probably would have majored in philosophy um, if it was if signaling wasn't an issue. Sure. Um, actually, maybe I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to do the old stuff though, so like I'm actually what? not sure. But if I could, like that, like Aristotle, it's like it's all wrong. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say you got you got a lot of Nico you got a lot out of Nicomachean or how however however you pronounce yeah, that it's, Nicomachean it's a ethics? Good guide to how you should live your life. 
it's honestly, a, no, it's or not. think about ethics as applied to your life. Because um, we can't be perfect utilitarians. There's no way to be that. But Ben, he wasn't even responding to utilitarianism. This was like, no, no, no I'm not like it was. A, I'm sure it was like a, like it was a good work given the time. But like, there's like no other discipline in which we care so people care so much about like what people thought two thousand years ago. Because like the not I think the justified presumption is that things have iterated and improved since then. And I think that's true. It's like not just that. Presumption. Humans are still rather the same, and what our needs are for living amongst each other in political society are kind of the same. I think our America's founding is very uh, influenced by what people thought two thousand years ago. I mean, yeah, descriptively, that's like probably true, but like, I don't know, like, um. Like I, I get, it seems like all, like all the, like the whole like body of like philosophers have like, they've already done the work of like compressing the good stuff. Like the entire academy since like fourteen hundred or whatever has like compressed the good stuff and like gotten rid of the bad stuff. Not in like a high fidelity way, but in, like a better than chance way. And so like the stuff that remains, like if you just like take like the state of I don't know, uh, if you like read like the Oxford Handbook of like whatever it is, like ethics or something, um, like the takeaways you're going to get from that are just like better than the takeaways you're going to get from like a summary of the state of the knowledge, like in any prior year, at least like unless something weird happened and like, I don't know. Does that, I, I don't know if that makes sense. I think that I think we're talking about two different things though. Okay. Like in terms of like knowledge about logic or something or I don't know, argumentation I mean, about trying to derive the correct moral theory or something versus how should we think about our own lives? That, yeah, I, I think, hasn't... I don't see any reason as to why the framework of virtue theory is incorrect and just because it's old there's many virtue theorists now who are like oh yeah they were really onto something and we need to adapt it for the times in which we live and the kind of societies we live in now and but it's still like there was a huge kernel of truth in at least the way of thinking that aristotle put forth in terms of balancing the different virtues that you care about um and trying to find i think this is true right like take one virtue of his like humor you don't want to be on one extreme where you're just basically a meme your entire life everybody thinks you're funny but that's just not very serious you're not but you don't want to be a bore and so you want to find somewhere in the middle where it's like you have a good sense of humor, but you're neither. You can still function and be respected by other people. Yeah, no, I, I once again, I agree. Well, I don't agree with everything. I agree with a lot of what you just said. Um, uh, so the couple, I think there was like two main like points of either confusion or disagreement. And like the first one, no, I, um, is that like, I definitely think, no, Aristotle shouldn't be discounted, like, because 
um, or like his ideas or virtue ethics or anything like that shouldn't be discounted like because they were like um, like they're like canonical texts or something were like written a long time ago. Um, uh, I guess it's just like a presumption that, um, or like I have a like a pretty strong presumption that like conditional on them being good, um, they would also be written about today. And so like, you don't actually need to go back to the founding texts. And then like, in fact, you probably shouldn't um, because like the good stuff will be like explained better and like not in like weird, look like weird terms that are like the terms are like used differently and they're like translations from like Aramaic or whatever. It's probably not Aramaic, it's probably something else. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and uh, yeah. Sure, I agree with this because uh, we have certain assumptions about what words like purpose mean now that were probably a bit richer in the old conception of them, um, like telos or happiness, right? Eudaimonia is much better concept. And to read the original text and see how those different concepts work together is actually quite enriching compared to how do people use these words now. And it would take like, I don't know, I think there just is a lot of value of looking at how these were originally conceived because popularizers of the works now or people who are seriously doing philosophy using these concepts like you just don't have the background knowledge if you're if you you know that's necessary to understand them fully if you don't read the canonical text yeah I think that would be true if you were a native speaker. Do you know Greek? If you know Greek, this is like dumb because then you're just right. I did take a quarter of it. Oh God. Oh my God. I don't know if that counts, but that's like, that's like counts more. That's like more than anybody should, should, should ever take. No, I'm just kidding. That, that, that's, that's very cool. Um, no, because uh, like I was going to say like, it, like if you're a native speaker um, of Greek and you like have the connotations of like the word you like eudaimonia and you were like living in the time of the Aristotle, I would say like, yeah, that's true actually. That's a lot of like nuance, like connotation and like context that like definitely gets like lost with translation. But like once you take the jump of like reading English translations of the texts, like you may as well, like um, not you may as well, but like uh, there's nothing like super, spe like you're not getting any privileged knowledge from like saying the word eudaimonia um, as opposed to like just saying some other term as like a referent to that concept or something like you don't you're like absorbing the connotation and the context like via english like via the um like the i guess like the via the mind of like literally like the translators who have like and yeah well see i Although, yeah. tried to learn virtue theory by any other route than reading aristotle and oh god i took a course specifically on plato and aristotle <laughs> um, sorry sorry so I, i'm not laughing at you i'm just like it's like the opera like the opposite type of philosophy person but that, that's going. fair um uh but she had us read his physics before we read nicomachean see he was wrong about all that stuff no but it made you made <laughs> me understand what he meant by his teleology theory so much better in like okay. in a way that I could not get if I was reading some modern thing. I don't know. Like, 
I feel like you probably could. Oh, wait, no, sorry, that's not true. I don't think you could get, like, what Aristotle the man truly believed as well via a modern text. But, like, is that what you... Depends, like, if you're if you're trying to be a scholar of Aristotle, like, maybe that's important. If you're trying to, like, find the best or slash truest ethics and, like, learn the lessons of, like, how to live, that's, like, a different type of task. That's, like... You don't want to, like, I don't think Aristotle, the man, is, like, should be all that privileged in that hey, I don't quest. Know. I mean, like, if all of the modern people who are talking about virtue theory are basically citing Aristotle, then I don't see the difference. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like I, I guess, fair enough. And then I would say, like, oh, well, they should probably, like, start, like, I mean, is that is that, in fact, like, the state of the things in virtue theory? I, like, don't even know. I, I don't know either. Yeah. Um, I I actually need to I actually need to read after virtue. Oh, wait! I like know that. Well, that's like ringing a bell. But um, who wrote that? Uh, Alistair McIntyre. Oh, I don't even know. Like I like I know the name. Like I know the term after virtue, or like I've seen that a bunch. But like sure. I, um, it yeah. was one of the recommended books at the keynote uh, ending address at EAG London, which was kind of cool. Oh. I wonder if I like, act, it's been like, I uploaded that to my other podcast feed. That's just the EA Global Talks yesterday. So maybe it like worked its way into my subconscious. Yeah, um, perhaps. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, uh, no, I think that um, teleology has actually made me a little bit more friendly towards like conservatism, at least like small C conservatism. Like, each human being kind of has this function in society that um, like you can't understand yourself and like you're flourishing without reference to your political community. And you, you need that in order to, yeah, I guess like, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably not explaining this well, but there's a certain way, there's a certain like, way of life that on average helps people achieve like eudaimonia and it's usually one in which you are embedded in social groups to a, a very deep extent and you see yeah. yourself as a member of that group um and i think that's like kind of conservatism light and there's a lot of ways in which that's like kind of gross and we don't love it because you know you get conformity and you know oppression and stuff if it's taken way too extreme but um i think there's something very true there no i actually think um no, i think there's like something like very important and true there which is kind of a serious challenge like i guess like my like general like the things I like generally like sympathetic to, which is like rigorous analytical philosophy. Like you're basically just doing math. I mean, I'll, I'll, that, that's like a facetious point, but like, um, uh, and like, yeah, just like thinking through ideas at like the explicit level or whatever, which is that like conservatives are actually just like happier. I think um, I'm not, I'm not, might be like misremembering some statistic, but like a lot of the, a lot of, it seems like the, the wrong ideas are actually just like conducive to happiness, which is like kind of an uncomfortable position um, to like, to like 
be in. Because, like, I, yeah, I was like, wish that wasn't the case. But, like, it does seem like, um, yeah, like, religion's conducive to happiness. Uh, maybe that's, like, the main thing. But, like, um, and, like, uh, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like political liberalism in the, in the American sense is conducive to happiness. I do think it's, like, in some sense, like, more, like, better or, or like, more true. But, like, what's that even good for um, if it's, like, not producing, like, conducive to human well-being? I think there's like more to be said there, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a difference between like liberalism in theory and liberalism in practice, where like I'm basically just stealing Detectville here, where he's like, if Americans took their individualistic theories seriously, America would not work because what makes America work is that people are just like coming up with solutions as members of groups to solve community needs and you know it's it's a very like organic process of creating a free society that is not theory driven and it would actually be bad if it were more theory driven because you would get a lot more atomization and people just not looking out for each other yeah yeah um and I think that's like kind of the direction the modern world has has gone uh, for better or, I mean, yeah, largely for better, I guess. Like, I actually think in some, I mean, kind of contra my last point, like I actually think in some circles, at least like Western individualism is like underrated. Cause like you actually, I don't know, being able to like do what you want is actually like a lot, like hmm. has a lot of value. Oh yeah, um, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of lost my train of thought, but um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, maybe, maybe you're just right. Like, like if, 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 yeah. I, I think I've tried to strike a balance of this, in terms of like, yeah, I don't have to be beholden to the community in which I grew up just because it was where I was from, um, and that would be a very extreme conservative position. But I've kind of like, okay, I have freedom of movement. I'm going to go where I want to be in a place where I find people that are like me and weird and, you know, want to talk about <laughs> philosophy and random economic stuff all day. And that's like a huge benefit of like Western individualism because I was just a strange kid growing up and I just did not fit in. And I, I am very individualistic because of this. But it's like, if I go and find other people who are like me and then form like a little community around that, then it's like the best of both. Yeah, 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 yes. I, I once again, very boringly, think this is this is all good and true. Um, which is like not, not, not in an obvious sense. Um, yeah, there's like, uh, and like, I feel like this is like kind of like what the internet, like the ideal internet was like supposed mm -hmm. to, supposed to in like a, like air quote sense, um, like be good for. And like, I actually think like, at least I think we both find ourselves in like something of a, like abnormally benefited, com like in at least intellectual community in the sense of like, like EA and like EA adjacent spaces, like, um, being able, being able to like yeah get a lot of like intellectual and social value out of like finding other like weirdos on the internet yeah but like I, I I do think that's a kind of abnormal um and like a lot of people haven't just been able to find fellow weirdos and like uh, yeah I wonder I mean I was never a video game person 
But I yeah, hear that young men like video games, and they I maybe mean, yeah, I, I, social I, community out of this. Yeah, me, me. I don't know. Like, I actually kind of wonder, uh, like, whether above and beyond, like, the actual playing of the video games, they like people with. I feel like I'm such a I'm such a nerd, but like people with video game friends, like, like I don't know. Do, do they like? Do they like have? They don't have like video game global or something where they like oh. travel to London and like play video games together. Do they? Maybe they do. Yeah, <laughs> no idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is great. Twitter Twitter is, like, the best of the internet, and this is, like, the hot oh, take, sure. because everybody's just trashing it all the time. I'm like, well, then just don't be in that space. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. This, this is also a correct take. You have a lot of correct takes, except for not, not the Nicomachean ethics stuff. Everything else. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, um, well, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I yeah, I, I totally agree. There's, like, um, uh... Yeah, it does just, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, there's, even at a, like, very personal, like, like not very personal, but, like, uh, it's, like, a day-to-day level, Um, uh, even, like, even though the app is, like, optimizing for me to, like, spend time on it, I don't, I think I've, actually, I haven't looked in, like, a couple of weeks or something, but, like, last time I checked, I was, like, averaging, like, a, like, an hour, like, an hour and a half a day on Twitter, and, like, that's, like, my main app of, like, distraction slash, like, being bored like what app I go to like there's honestly not there's like nothing else I like really except for like podcasts but like in terms of like visual visually stimulating apps or whatever like like, like Twitter's like the single one that I go to yeah. like I don't think that like that's actually more than I would want to use on reflection um interesting like I probably wouldn't want to do four hours a day but like right. half an hour I would probably say like no more is like better at that point um I think I am probably on the side where I'm at the less optimal too much on there because I found that I've stopped like reading all of the things and um I probably need to start like unfollowing a bunch of people actually (laughs) um because it used to be at least when I was late teenager um most of it was econ twitter and I was just learning a lot of stuff and now it's me kind of scrolling because I'm addicted to scrolling. Yeah, no, there's definitely some of that. It's like not, yeah, for me as well. Um, yeah, and I guess the more I've found, like the more that I, the more that I post, the more I'm like not. It's like hard. So it's actually like a very like localized thing. Like, like especially if I like have some posts, it's like generating notifications or whatever. I like can't actually like focus on anything else but like a little notification thing. So like that's a little. That's like where my my dopamine is like hijacked or whatever. But like I'm bad. I'm like sufficiently bad at, at posting. But like this is I guess not like the dominant mode or, or something so like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I don't post during work hours anymore because the productivity will be gone for the rest that's, of the day. Okay, res- respect. Yeah. Okay. Nice. 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 Or I try yeah. not to. I'm sure. You oh yeah. How was your how was your like neoliberal uh ex- like uh election experience? Neoliberal Twitter bracket. What's the official name of the uh, of, like the contest the thing? Bracket? Yeah, the shell bracket. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what was that like? Uh, a lot of stress. Honestly, oh really? Yeah. I I'm not. You know. I I don't want to become a politician. Basically. Wait. Well, oh yeah. Wait. Why not? Me. I mean, that, like, I feel, okay, sorry, not why not. I mean, people are entitled to, like, their preferences. Like, I'm not going to say that's, like, a bad preference. But, like, I would think 
both like think that you like it would be the kind of thing that you'll be interested in and then also that you like you would be a good politician so like i'm like mildly surprised or something to you. i think uh there's something about performance that stresses me out a lot oh yeah yeah i see, I see that um, true and optimizing for uh engagement yeah I yeah think a lot about like the kinds of goals that running for office or running to be elected in some dumb internet thing um, <laughs> optimizes for and i'm not sure it's like the type of person i want to be yeah no i i like respect that and like de definitely see that um besides i'm just a follower i'm so not entrepreneurial and um, I just want to be like the bureaucrat with the statistics numbers, like, <laughs> helping people out and just in the background. Uh, okay, yeah, like, like, yeah, fair enough. Um, I, yeah, definitely, definitely fair enough. It definitely takes a certain, like, type of person. I, I could also not. Yeah, it's like, it's like the last thing I would ever want to do. Um, I guess I'm, yeah. Uh, so, th there we go. Um. I guess we share that lack of ambition to be president of the United States. Yes. Um, yes. Absolutely not. I would never I would never get to work out. My routine would be <laughs> disrupted. Yes. Oh my god, it would be t terrible. <laughs> Having to deal with crises and god knows where, I don't know, like the Russians invade, I'm like can't go to Oh goodness. I don't know. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I like Honestly, I feel bad for Biden because he's probably going to die in, like, not that long. And I feel like if you're president, you should get to chill for, like, a while after. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, not... I, his, his own fault, though. He, well, he did try run. Didn't he try running before, like, a bunch yes. of times? A bunch yeah. of times. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but, like, I guess, like, thank him for his service, except not the animal welfare stuff in the ag department but i don't know how, how much sure. of that is his fault but um yeah that's another reason i can go into politics i'd have to suck up to the agricultural industry i mean like you wouldn't what didn't cast suns were you the person who posted about Cass sunstein or was that no. somebody else no, okay that's a year with like yeah his animal welfare stuff being the most controversial aspect of his getting confirmed yeah it, it was just kind of weird because like it's because, like, on at least, I like, I think polls are mostly bullshit. But, like, I'm surprised that, like, it would be one, I guess, I wouldn't be surprised to, like, see, like, ag industry, like, spending on, like, ads. I guess I am kind of surprised to see, like, senators actually caring about that a ton. Because, like, uh, yeah, but, like, this is just, like, evidently I'm wrong about that. Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah. the amount to which they have gotten, like, corporate welfare and you know just all of the politicians in their pocket is extraordinary because yeah yeah everybody everybody on the political spectrum except for like good libertarians just really loves the farmers for some reason yeah i, I feel like there's like a i don't remember who like coined this or maybe i'm just making it up but like all the professions or like industries that like appear in children's books people like love those people like love fishermen they love farmers even though farmers are just like it's like monsanto and like purdue or whatever the, like the, yeah the family farmer who's actually just a contractor for purdue 
Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh yeah. yeah for, <laughs> uh, oh, we, I, I do hope we get to go to that farm sanctuary and kidnap the pig. Um, <laughs> Shh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Don't admit I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean that. I didn't yeah. mean that. Um, if I was a sorry, this is like a big tangent. Um, yeah, if I was a billionaire, I would definitely have several pet pigs. Anyway, um, and I feel like it wouldn't have to be a billionaire. Just like more time and money. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What what other industries are like overly? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like I guess teachers. I don't, I, that's like a can Not of worms. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like education schools <laughs> too. Biggest scam ever. Um, and like you know, you can't get you can't become a a teacher for like high school or elementary school, middle school without like at least showing that you're working towards a master's degree in education. It's wild. Bring out a ton of money to just like learn their nonsensical kind of fluffy it usually ideologically skewed education stuff i mean i actually don't have like a strong take on like the whether the content of education programs i like, just don't know anything about that but like whether they're bad but like certainly doesn't seem necessary no. to like pedagogy absolutely like not. yeah <laughs> become a professor without going to education school, right? And it's like, of course- In fact, I was able, I was able to, to become a math tutor without even going to finishing high school, in fact. True. And, and I would like to think that I was As a competent- Yeah, I, I, I did not have to get a master's in education. Um, okay, I, I think I might be winding down or like running out of podcast steam. Is but there anything you would like to say to the people of-, of of the podcast. Oh, um, I don't know. If you're still listening, listening, like you're kind of weird. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we're both join join the club. I mean, yes. yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird party. Yeah, for sure. Do do you wanna? Um, no, I was gonna I was gonna say like, do you wanna do you wanna like show your links? But like, I feel like that's like such a cringe. Um, <laughs> like 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 Substack oh, Substack thing. Like, okay, so I'm not. Don't actually. I'm not gonna allow you to to say your Twitter handle. If you do that, I'm gonna cut it out okay. or any, or anything like That's that. That's totally but, fine. If anybody but, is listening to this, they probably already follow me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we might. How many views do you think this is gonna get? I'm gonna get it, 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 conditional on it being posted, which is like very probable. Ooh, forecasting is not my forte, except for about Prop Twelve. Um, <laughs> That's like I have absolutely I, no idea. I would rather you be good at Prop Twelve forecasting than this yeah. particular question yeah um yeah i'll go with like 14 okay i was gonna say 10 what's your confidence interval because we must provide confidence intervals. uh zero to infinity zero well i'm gonna say <laughs> at least the well, lower bound like uh min max like the so wait con what 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 percentage confidence interval 80 uh, percent okay uh no, I'm going to do a 90% confidence interval that it's between um, 3 and 20. I think, I feel like there's a, there's a definitely a right tail. You never know. Like, this is true. There's, there's definitely a right tail. I feel like, did not, so like 5%, what's the 5% chance? Yeah, 3 sounds like a good lower bound. Like 5% um, chance of at least, I don't know, 10,000? <laughs> you think there's a 5% chance of 
Uh, no, 10,000 is a little high. Maybe like 2,000 or something, but not like, what was yours, 20? Okay. It's like a, 20, you know, uh, pretty pessimistic. There's definitely, there's definitely a 5% chance of at least 21 listens. Okay, um, I'll, I'll revise. Three, I'll do like 2,000. Yes, it's a good lower bound because it's close to zero and we can't go negative. Um, but you never know. Yeah, it is a log normal distribution, right? So yeah, um, three to 200. Okay, I'll go three to 2,000. Okay. Um, okay, thank you for being on the podcast that it's not yet have a name. <laughs>